Hi, I'm Natalie from Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, this is Edmund from Montana. Hi, I'm Dan from Atlanta, Michigan. The Sound of Young America is an independent production supported by listeners like you and me. If you'd like to donate to support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. The Sound of Young America's trip to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, was supported by Phillips Cinema, celebrating short film online at Facebook.com slash Phillips Cinema. I'm Jesse Thorne, live on tape from my house in Los Angeles. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. It's The Sound of Young America from South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. My guest, Malcolm Ingram, is an acclaimed documentarian. His first film, Small Town Gay Bar, looked at the denizens of a, well, small town gay bar and how they dealt with being gay in the deep, deep South. His new film is a celebration of gay bear culture. It's a world of largely large and frequently hirsute gentlemen, who have found themselves in this subculture of male American homosexuality in a remarkable way. The film follows about half a dozen bears talking about how they came to the culture and what it means to them. Here's one of them. I think people are taking a second look at the why we're together and why we're supposed to be bears. I just think it's really important that people know that they've got a place to go. Society can be very mean. All they want to do is have a chance to find somebody to love, live a pretty normal life, and enjoy it, and, you know, be able to shine. And the bear community allows you that. Malcolm Ingram, welcome to The Sound of Young America. It's excellent to be here. Thank you very much. Um, I Now, I, you know, I, I personally, I was born and raised in San Francisco, and I'm 28 years old, so I'm right in the demographic where I have a very solid understanding of what a bear is. But I feel like our listeners across America, maybe we're hitting 40% with being comfortable with that and knowing what it is. And, and that may be ambitious. So uh, to start things off, tell us um, your understanding of uh, who is a bear, what is a bear, and, and um, what, this, what the meaning of this designation is. Uh, I mean, I don't like to be a guy who kind of like label people and be like, you're a bear or anything. I think that it's something... It's this kind of classification system that I think the guys came up with. It kind of began in the mid uh, to late 80s. And essentially it's just kind of like this kind of like uh, masculinity meets hair, uh, sometimes meets girth. And it's just kind of – it's this kind of thing that's kind of taken over – it's come a bit of a bit of a thing in the gay world, but essentially, that, I mean, that's just what it is. It's just kind of big, uh, hairy, masculine guys that just kind of hang out, and and uh, it's bears. <laughs> you now you you're a a big masculine, uh, well, thank hairy, you. bearded gay guy. Do yes. you do you did you come to the subject because you yourself identify as a bear? I mean, the funny thing is, is that. Um, I really kind of struggled with the fact whether I wanted to make this documentary or not. But um, essentially, my executive producer, Kevin Smith, was like, look, it's something you're very passionate about, obviously. And the bear community has really given me a lot. It's truly given me a place, like, from everything to, like, it's given me, uh, you know, a sense of self-worth. It's given me a place to, you know, get laid. It's given me a sense of community. 
I mean, I didn't come out of the closet till I was in my 30s. And essentially, because I had no nowhere to go to, like if I came into the closet, I was kind of going into an empty space because gay culture as it existed didn't make any sense to me. Like that kind of queer for the straight guy kind of, I always kind of consider like when I look at queer for the straight guy, I imagine what a, a black person must feel like seeing like Aunt Jemima and being like, I don't know what the hell that is, but it ain't me. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like the, it, it's just kind of like this ridiculous concept of what the the mainstream concept of what gay was made no sense to me whatsoever. And I, I really had a problem coming to the closet until I actually found a place where I belonged, and that was the bear community. That is, in part, the story of um, uh, many of the subjects of your film. The film follows um, sort of personal testimonies from half a dozen or so uh, uh, men who identify as part of the bear community. Um, let's talk a little bit about your personal story. I was surprised to hear you say um, uh, when you mentioned it offhandedly at the Q and a last night after the screening that, um, that you hadn't come out until your thirties. Um, did you think of yourself as gay and wish you could find a place yourself for yourself within the gay world? Or did you, um, see gay as being something different from what you were and thus struggle to find an identity. I literally, when I was in my 20s, thought that I was gay, nobody would ever want to have sex with me, and I was never going to have a normal relationship ever. Like, that was my 20s. And that, that was a really real feeling that I had because essentially there was, like, essentially when I'd walk into a gay bar, essentially you, I would get the look that, like, you know, the bus that shows up that nobody's waiting for, just kind of everybody kind of looks, politely looks away. Like, that was kind of my experience going to a gay bar. And it just kind of like that, you know, I mean, we're all in the end sexual human beings. So essentially, if you don't have any sexual currency, it's, you know, it, it basically does a, a real job on your self-esteem. So that was my experience in, in my 20s. Like, it just kind of like I, I, I had nowhere to go. Um, and then when I finally found a place, I mean, I had a great, a lot of people find this thing through the internet. I had a great experience where I had a really kind of organic bringing to it where I was actually in a gay bar in Los Angeles and a, and a kindly bartender was cool enough to be like, hey, you know what? This might not be your place, but let me tell you about this place to go. And like literally he sent me to this place called The Fault Line and it was totally like once I went in there, it was just like trumpets blaring. It was like, ah, my people, this is amazing. And it was, and everything kind of changed. Do you remember that literal first time that you stepped into a a, a, a bear club or bar absolutely i mean it, it, it could have been totally an educational like, it was really funny it was like like because i did every kind of cliche like i basically walked like it was way out in melrose in the middle of nowhere but i still walked by the entrance like you know 10 times you know i'm not walking in there I'm, you know i just kind of like and finally i kind of scooted in and then kind of it was just like i just Were you saw whistling the whole like, time? Do, 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 <laughs> just out for the papers but i mean but when i finally went in it was like i just remember like looking around and just seeing like guys that and guys looking back at me like that was the connection. I mean, the gay world is a very has a very interesting shorthand where so much communication is done through a glance, through 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 like through eye contact. So much is kind of uh, you know, so much communication is done, and like you could you know basically how somebody feels about you by eye contact. Like you could actually say like let's have sex with a like with an overextended look. Um, so basically to kind of walk into a bar and kind of like all of a sudden, like, uh, like, you know, uh, it's just like, you feel like Marilyn Monroe all of a sudden, oh my God, I have currency here. Like, and it, it was, it was so overwhelming and, and amazing. 
and uh, you know, and I got laid that night, and it was just kind of like <laughs> it, it. It was you know, it, 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 you know. I mean, I don't want to simplify it, but it's just like you know, contact, like that kind of like sexual contact is, is a completely important part of the human experience, and when you have it with with a with, uh, you know when your steam is, is you know when there's no self-esteem involved it, it just it feels very cheap and dirty to have sex but when you actually get to feel desired and be desired it, it's such an incredibly wonderful part of the human experience and it's something i didn't experience for the first 30 years of my life so you can imagine that like you know not only should i be making a documentary i should be like building like temples to this kind of bear thing that i found that actually really helped me kind of figure out you know it, it 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 helped complete me who i am one of the things that comes up in the film is something that you know anytime uh anytime identity is involved will come up which is people trying to figure out what a bear is who's in who's out um what's what like what's important what's not important um were you nervous to in making this film about this community that you're a part of and about making a document that would somehow misrepresent the breadth of this world? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole... Like, that's why it was so important because a lot of bears showed up yesterday. And, of course, like right after it was over, you're just like, okay, guys, did, did I get it okay? Did I do it okay? <laughs> um, th- that's just such the complication of being, again, being the voice of something. Like, you don't want to get it wrong. What I wanted to make sure is that I tried to tell as a, as a kind of a, a storyteller who I have an interest in the subject. I have I have to maintain an in, uh, an objective interest in the subject and just forge ahead and just kind of like get to the root of questions that I'm interested in about the subject. And hopefully through that, like basically it it you know you, you just by asking people honest questions, you get the truth. What was it that you felt was important to? represent in this film that you're going to be presenting to you know many or maybe even mostly people outside this world well in the end i mean i don't make movies for like you know the the document like i I don't make documentaries um for like specific groups i try and make it for people and essentially you want to leave people with a message like you want everybody to get something from it that's the ideal and i think that kind of like my theme is just kind of like the the true importance of community like Humans are very social, you know, beings, and we're incredibly social. And how how painful it can be when you're kind of taken out of that kind of wonderful experience of socialization. And um, basically, the bear community has kind of is this kind of thing that kind of kind of got created that has created this um, incredible like social environment for people who would never ever have found each other if 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 there was no other way. Like essentially. Like there's a moment in the film, one of my favorite moments in the film that my my uh, DP Andrew McDonald caught was, he was just you know we, we just run around and shoot stuff and we we wanted to make people sure know that they knew his camera was running but there's these two young kind of guys who are kind of pudgy and awkward looking and they're in a hotel lobby making out and they're kind of really being warm and they're sharing this moment and I just think that's the most beautiful moment in the movie because it's like you know that these two guys without this community. Might probably wouldn't have found each other, but this moment they're having is there's an eroticism to it, and it's just kind of like these are two guys you would never imagine would share this kind of eroticism, and very openly in a hotel lobby, and it's not like overtly sexual. I think it's more erotic than anything, and it's just kind of like, and it's such an intimate moment, and it's just kind of like they know the camera's there, but they're kind of comfortable in their own selves, 
that they just kind of allowed us to capture it. And it's just like these are two guys who obviously you can just tell that they've had some struggles with 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 self esteem and with body issue. But I think that it, it like you know I'm, I'm over reading into it, but I think that in that moment, like I, I think that we ca- captured something really special there. Was the movie that you set out to make this? celebration movie or did you set out to make a movie that um that sort of complicated this world um i wanted to kind of like ultimately i thought the story was going to be a little bit more um have a negative spin to it because essentially i I, i'm kind of like i have a pessimistic side to my to myself and i think that the barry community while it's been this wonderful gift to me, like through exploring it, I thought that um, I would have more some some more negativity to say about it. And apparently, and and just for the people I met, and kind of you know, there was a realization that yes, you know, there's there's problems and everything. Like I think the biggest problem with the with the bear community is is aforementioned in the high school thing with the uh, the AV club that the bear community is essentially, I think the jocks are kind of coming in and just kind of like, Hey, wait a minute. And essentially like kind of like the, uh, the circuit Queens that kind of existed, like when, and when, you know, when they're in their twenties, all, all of a sudden are now getting kind of like chubbier. You they're, should, you should clarify what a that circuit means. Yeah. <laughs> For those of us who weren't born a and circuit raised. Queen, like essentially like there's the, there's something considered a gay circuit. So I'm, I'm making a very, very blanket generalization. About like this group of guys that essentially, like the circuit would be like Palm Springs, like you know there'd be like the white part of the black part, like New York, and they basically, basically it was gay men who would just travel to like these big party after party, do lots of drugs, um, you know, and have a lot of sex, and like that was kind of like they're they're called circuit queens, and uh, basically they're just there for a good time, which is is okay, but you know it is what it is. There's not much depth to it. Um, but essentially those guys have kind of gotten older now. They've kind of gotten hairier. They're kind of like, you know, they're, they're getting kind of flabby and stuff. And now, you know, these people who would be the equivalent for the jocks are like, they see this thing, the bear movement. They're just kind of, Hey, wait a minute. Like, you know, now we fit in and, and just basically, and the, you know, the common currency is masculinity. They're like, Oh, we like masculinity. And it's just kind of like, and we don't have to shave, and we don't have to go to the gym. And it's just kind of like, all of a sudden, people are assimilating this kind of thing for them. Like they're, they're just making it theirs, which is kind of like, for me to complain about, it's like, it's great that people are finding something to join. But unfortunately, they're bringing some negative attitude to it. And I think they're kind of, that circuit mentality is kind of permeating the, the bear community to a, to, a, to, to a smaller degree, but it's certainly there. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of negative stuff, which I touch on in the documentary. I thought I would get more into that, but I was just kind of like, why focus on the negative when there's so much positive? It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. My guest documentarian Malcolm Ingram has a film here at the South by Southwest Film Festival called Bear Nation. It's about the gay bear subculture. The film's executive producer is Kevin Smith, who isn't gay, although he is a bit of a bear icon since he's so roly-poly and, you know, hirsute. Here he is talking about the ideas behind the film. It was a mind-bending concept, and, and, uh, and one I grew very comfortable with very quickly. I thought it was adorable. I was like, wow, there is somebody for everybody out there. Sooner or later, everybody gets taken care of. Not many people find that that interesting or or attractive and and to know that there are a bunch of people out there who have found people who are not only appreciated 
you know, for the way they look, but like sought after, I don't know, that's kind of heartwarming. Let's talk for a second about Kevin Smith. He is the executive, uh, the executive producer of this film, and um, he, he also uh, helped produce your uh, last film, Small Town Gay Bar. Um, Kevin Smith is famous, I would say, probably more for directing uh, somewhat profane, uh, you know, semi-indie, semi-mainstream, dialogue-heavy comedy feature films than he is for producing uh, gay interest documentaries. And he's become a, something of a bear icon with some help from you. Yes. Um, uh, I, you show a clip of uh, him appearing on the David Letterman show uh, holding a magazine cover that features the, the two of you. And it's, it was, what's the magazine? A Bear's Life? A bear's Life, yeah. Which I presume is a, is a complicated bear-themed parody of uh, Boy Scout magazines. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But uh, uh, tell me a little bit about it. Tell me about how uh, the two of you started working together and um, how you introduced him into this into this world where he's a, you know, I don't want to say sexual God, but and you know, you could say it. I mean, (laughs) I mean, Kevin, me and Kevin met at the Toronto Film Festival. I was a journalist and he was there uh, with clerks. So he was basically beginning his journey and he very much helped me out very early on and, and he kind of he backed me as a filmmaker very early on and I don't know what he saw but God bless him but you know but when it comes to the bear thing like essentially like as I started finding out about this community I started realizing that like one of my best friends was like a god like I, I started like and I I found endless humor about it but I, I didn't really couldn't really talk to him like I, I, did, I didn't know how he'd kind of react to it and then I, I found a book that had like a bear book that actually had a picture of him, <laughs> and I showed it to him. And he like it's funny because his first reaction was just like, uh, like he was he, he thought it was the greatest thing in the world because essentially it's it's still attention, like it's still it's still a, an incredibly positive kind of thing, right? It's just kind of like people find him very attractive, and I think that Kevin's gone absolutely has gone through his own issues with weight and self-esteem and body issue uh, and that kind of thing. And I, I think that he immediately saw how incredible and how strong it was. Like he instantly felt, um, you know, how cool that was to actually be objectified. Like he was just kind of like, wow, that's, the, that's amazing. And he, and essentially when you have that kind of thing going on, I mean, he, I think that he really kind of enjoys playing into it. He, you know, he's he's flirty with the whole thing. Like we just went, like he just had that whole thing where um, he got kicked off the the plane for supposedly being too fat to fly. He was leaving a bear convention when that happened, which was so <laughs> ironic. It was so genius. Like he just had this moment where he's in a room full of like hundreds of men who basically were just like, you know, like undressing him with their eyes, and he was just like it was such a powerful moment for him because he'd never really been to a bear convention before. So he was experiencing a moment of absolute acceptance and sexualization, and then an hour later, he's being ejected from an airplane for being too fat. Where some could say he like flew too flew too close to the sun on wings of wax. That basically there had to be payback for that for that moment. Some might say. <laughs> some some might. might say indeed. <laughs> Kevin Smith talks about something that that actually um, uh, other subjects of the documentary also talk about, which is um, which is the relationship between humor and uh, and this culture. 
Um, and, you know, Kevin Smith talks about it in terms of his own life. He basically says, if I wasn't fat, I wouldn't have been a success because I never would have become funny. And there's a, I remember a moment when one of the, uh, when one of the bears that you interview in the film talks about how humor was such an important part of him learning to deal with it. Tell me a little bit about how humor in, in your life has helped you deal with what I imagine must have been really difficult, which is, you know, not coming out until your 30s. Well, happy, content people aren't funny. I mean, like, I, I think that essentially um, humor does is is such a great um, it's a great way of dealing with pain. It's that sugar. It just kind of it helps it helps us really process pain. It, it's the most powerful thing that we we have as humans to help us cope. I think uh, you know a good sense of humor will get you through almost anything. Um, and I think that like kind of that's my experience. Like any any kind of you know. Any, You'd hard pressed to find a fat person who isn't funny, because like that's the first you know the first uh, level of defense. Essentially, you disarm people by you basically make fun of the situation before somebody else can, thus disarming the situation. So I mean, kind of that was my experience with it. It's just kind of like uh, you know I, I just found funny ways to say the obvious before somebody else could, thus not hurting me. So essentially, I, you know, humor is very it it, it, it protects you, and uh, and the. the like thus, kind of like the, the movie ends up having some very funny moments, and I think because I think that it's people are very well honed defense mechanisms created through humor. Well, Malcolm, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the sound. Thank of you for having America. me, man. It was great. Malcolm Ingram's film Bear Nation just premiered here at South by Southwest. I have to say, it made me want to give the whole world a big hug. So thanks to you for that, <laughs> well, Malcolm. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our shows in Austin, Texas at South by Southwest were directed and produced by Nick White in Chicago. Our intern is Julia Smith. Our videographer, Benjamin Harrison, shot videos of all of our programs recorded at South by Southwest. You can find them on our website at MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to the Mansion at Judges Hill in Austin, Texas, for providing us with space to record our shows and videos. You can find them online at mansionatjudgeshill.com. If you have thoughts about the show, you can always email me at jesse, J-E-S-S-E, at MaximumFun.org. That's jesse at MaximumFun.org. We'll see you next time on The Sound of Young America. Production of The Sound of Young America is underwritten in part by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at ask.metafilter.com. The Sound of Young America's trip to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, was supported by Phillips Cinema. Celebrating short film. Online at facebook.com slash Phillips Cinema.